It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. Welcome to Cincinnati, Nick Lodolo, and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. It is Tuesday. And my name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show. On today's show, I'm going to break down the Reds' first round pick, and we're going to talk with Moose Michaels from Locked On Cardinals and get you ready for the Reds and Cardinals series coming up starting tonight in St. Louis. Before we get to that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya podcasting app. If you have not already, definitely check out the Himalaya podcasting app. It is a great way to listen to all of your favorite podcasts and to discover new ones through their personally curated curated playlists. Also, check us out on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Head on over to LockedOnReds.com and something that I have neglected to mention Remember the Locked On Reds phone line. If you have not already, put that into your phone. The telephone number is 513-549-0159. And later on in the show, I've got a question of the week that I want you to answer. I want you to call in to the Locked On Reds line and give me your answer. We're going to play some of those answers here throughout the week. But I'll have that question for you later in the episode. Real quick, before we get to our conversation with Moose Michaels, let's talk a little bit about Nick Lodolo, the left-handed pitcher from TCU that the Reds picked with their seventh overall draft pick in the 2019 MLB draft. He was the first pitcher selected in this year's draft, and as Doug Gray pointed out on RedsMinorLeagues.com, that is the latest in the first round that the first pitcher has come off the board pretty much ever, and he is considered to be the best pitcher in this draft. Really, there's two things when it comes to Nick Lodolo that are important. Firstly, Doug Gray believes that, you know, if health and all things are considered and everything goes well, he could be up here in a little over a year, maybe two years. He could be a short stay in the minor leagues. And the second most important thing when it comes to Nick Lodolo is he was actually drafted back in 2016 when he was coming out of high school. He's uh, just finished his junior year in college this season. But in 2016, he graduated high school. He was drafted in the first round, 41st overall, by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the thing that's important here is he didn't sign. So we've got ourselves a good pitcher, best pitcher in the 2019 draft. Doug thinks he can make it to the majors reasonably quickly if everything goes according to plan. And he said no to Pittsburgh. That right there makes him an absolute win of a draft pick. Now, let's get to the Locked On crossover. We're talking 
with Moose Michaels from the Locked On Cardinals podcast. All right, on our hot drop line, uh, I guess we should say celebrity guest line. It's our very own Jeff Carr from the Locked On Reds podcast. Jeff, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing pretty good, Moose. Thanks for having me on. As far as celebrity, I think I'm like a L-lister. Like no, I, no, dude. You're the most famous person that comes on my show. <laughs> you, well, you're by far the most common person on my show. <laughs> well, I, I will take that. <laughs> it's good to so, be back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before we get into all this stuff, um, how I, I know the Reds are in fifth place, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I talk a little junk about every team in the National League Central that's not the Cardinals. You kind of have to. Sure. But the Reds are in fifth place, and and I think that record's a little bit deceiving because I feel like they're better than what that record says. I feel like they're better than fifth place. Well, the optimistic narrative that everyone runs with with the Reds is the wonderful Pythagorean win-loss record that based on their runs scored and runs allowed, their record should actually be that they're seven games over 500. And it's like, oh, it's nice to take solace in that, but when's that going to become reality? Because every time the Reds put together two or three wins in a row, they find a way to lose two or three games in a row, and they just can't get that snowball rolling yet. I know I know the feeling. In fact, I think anybody uh, who roots for a team in the National League Central knows that feeling. The Cardinals, uh, and we were talking about this off air, they didn't win a single series in all of May, and yet somehow they're three games out of first place. And I don't know if that speaks to how good these teams are or how mediocre the division is. I can't decide. Well, and it's funny because last week the Reds had two series that – the casual baseball observer would look and say, you know what, these are winnable series. And the football fan mindset came in and everyone's like, okay, this is moving week. This is where the Reds really start to assert themselves in the standings. Well, last Sunday, they were sitting at six and a half out of first place. As we speak today, they sit six and a half out of first place. So not Uh, only... They didn't move anywhere. They stood pat. <laughs> it was well, you know what? It's, at least they're not going backwards. Exactly. I'll tell there, you that. There's, there, there's some teams that are like, what, 10, 11, 12 games out? I, oh, who was it? In, in other divisions? I think it's um, out in the West. Aren't they like 21 games behind the Dodgers? I forget who that was. I will tell you exactly who that is. So let's see. the uh, Colorado. Is nine is in second place. They're nine games out of first <laughs> behind the Dodgers. But it gets it gets worse. It gets worse. And as far as fifth place teams go, San Francisco is six is sixteen games out. Miami's eleven games out. The lowly Baltimore Orioles are twenty and a half games out. That, Kansas that. City twenty one and a half games out. I feel like it's a race between Kansas City and Baltimore about who's going to be the worst. Right. And and that was another optimistic take I heard about the Reds is that with them being six and a half out they are one of like three teams outside of the NL Central of course uh, comparing these that are within six and a half games of first place because most everywhere else it's either you're in first or you're way behind oh yeah how the Reds do in the draft today do you like who they picked 
I did. And it's funny because um, I rolled with this take. There's there's two things that I like about them. One is there are folks that know more than me about this sort of thing that believe that if everything goes right and he doesn't have a whole lot of health concerns, Nick Lodolo, the left-handed pitcher from TCU that the Reds selected with the seventh overall pick, could be in the majors maybe a year out, maybe two years out, that sort of thing, with uh, upside of pitching in the rotation. But then the second thing that I like the most is he was actually picked whenever he graduated high school in 2016 by the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he told them no. See, that it's, it's, it's funny you say that. The Cardinals also selected a left-handed pitcher, a guy named Zach Thompson out of UK, University of Kentucky, Nineteenth overall pick, he was a high school standout. Got drafted by Tampa Bay back in sixteen, turned them down to go to Kentucky instead. So now, he's with uh, the Cardinals. Had a two forty ERA and fourteen starts this past season in the SEC, striking out forty two and only walking twenty. That's what's up. So I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with that. Um, now I don't know if he's as close as uh, as close as the red guy, but. Uh, he's got some work to do on some secondary pitches, but his fastball and slider is pretty good. Well, that's uh, that's talking about the future. Let's talk about uh, the the more immediate future, and that's the game tonight. The Reds uh, coming to Bush Stadium take on the Cardinals. Uh, Luis Castillo uh, taking the bump for the Reds, taking on Genesis Cabrera. And uh, as far as pitching goes, I'd say you probably have the advantage tonight. I was going to ask you, what do you know about Genesis Cabrera? Because that is an awesome name. Oh, it's a great name. Uh, on the the last time he pitched, I believe what I said was his Genesis had a quick exodus because mm. he didn't last. He lasted like I think it was three and two thirds innings. Oh no! Um, the only reason more people weren't talking about how bad his debut was is because he took Michael Waka's spot in the rotation, mm-hmm. and then they brought Michael Waka in anyway to relieve <laughs> Genesis Cabrera, and, and Michael Waka put up the worst pitching performances of his career. Um, in all fairness, Cabrera's, uh, he's got some electric stuff, um, but he wasn't exactly tearing up the triple a. And, uh, I think he's got a very high ceiling. He's just very far beneath it at the moment. He's, I mean, it's still very early. His ERA is not, I don't think it's very indicative of where it's going to be, but I mean, just as pure looking at the baseball numbers, uh, 7.36 isn't where you want your starter to be at. But again, still just it's still very early. Yeah, three and two thirds inning, and um, though his fastball did hit ninety nine miles an hour, so that's nice. good. I, I know because I know Castillo's tearing everybody up. I am looking forward to see him pitch. I will say his last couple of starts, the Reds have not won, and he has had some performances. Like his ERA sitting at two point four five. I know at one point in early May it was like one point three so it's it's come up a bit and I think it's just him going through an adjustment period because all he was throwing was two seam fastballs and his circle change that just moves all over the place and I think hitters were keying in on that knowing to lay off the change up so to see how he kind of develops and how he uses his slider that's going to be the key in this game because I know that St. Louis has a lot of smart hitters on the ball club that are going to take advantage of uh, his two-pitch repertoire, and they're really going to force him to throw a good slider. 
Well, I was about to say, just about everybody in the Cardinals lineup is a little bit lackluster against him, except Matt Carpenter, who will probably be at the top of the lineup, I would assume, because he's batting 385 against Luis Castillo. Nobody else is really doing all that much. Colton Wong, through five at-bats, is batting 400. But everybody else, uh, 250 and below. It's going to be interesting to see, too, from the Reds' lineup perspective because for a minute there, it looked like they were getting it together. They were figuring out how to score runs, which has been the biggest bugaboo of the season for the Reds so far. And then we look at guys that, you know, maybe they've got numbers that look favorable to a lineup. Well, the Reds make them feel a lot better about themselves. In fact, no better circumstance than when they went out to Oakland and Mike fires, no hit them. So it can Uh, happen to anybody. I mean, anybody can do it if Mike fires can do it. Right. Well, Hey, Adam Wainwright, uh, who's not been very good for a couple of years, just being honest, he was no hitting the Cubs through six yesterday or two days ago. I should say 126 pitches in that game, um, that he threw, which was nuts to me, especially for a guy like that. Going to take a quick break from the conversation with Moose Michaels from the Locked On Cardinals podcast to remind you and to thank our sponsors for today's Locked On Reds podcast, Hotels.com. Stop hate-liking your friend's vacation. Are you stuck in your cubicle looking at your friend's pictures on social media like, man, I wish I was sitting on that porch overlooking that beach? You can. Go to Hotels.com. They've got great rates and a rewards program for your travel. That's right. Travel to awesome destinations and get rewarded for it. Head on over to Hotels.com. Highly recommend them. Also, would like to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's episode. Blue Chew is a chewable tablet that has the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, but you get it in a chewable form so it works quicker. And Blue Chew isn't just for guys that are looking to get back in the game. It's guys for looking, who are looking to get a leg up in the game. And through their website, BlueChew.com, enter promo code MLB. You get your first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. BlueChew.com allows you to order online with discreet shipping. You don't have to go into a doctor for some embarrassing visit and answer weird questions or anything like that, you just go to bluechew.com, enter promo code MLB, that's B-L-U-E com. promo code MLB. Now let's get back to our conversation with Moose Michaels from the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Tell me what's going on with Derek Dietrich, because uh, he seems to be a real cardinal killer the last few times we faced the Reds, and uh, where did he come from? (laughs) He came from Miami, and he has been, he's basically been the straw that broke the camel's back. All the national writers have officially dubbed the Miami Marlins just the worst decision makers over the last decade, because they look at the lineup that they could have had, and even the pitching staff that the Marlins could have had, if they even knew their own players on their own team. And he would have been with Marcelo Zuna and Christian Yelich and Giancarlo Stanton. And just, it would have been nuts. And they just let him go free and clear. 
uh, it was probably about November-ish or whatever. So the Reds sign him as an undrafted, er, undrafted, obviously. Yeah, but the Reds sign him to a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Basically a wink, wink, nod, nod, you're going to make the team. All of a sudden, he leads the team in homers. He's not even technically a regular player. He doesn't get regular playing time because they platoon him. His, his stats against left-handers aren't great. So that's why they try to keep him out of the lineup against that. But when he's in, he just hits. And he loves having fun. I mean, he's become a fan favorite with his antics on and off the field. His big thing that really announced his presence in the Reds lineup was he hit a home run on opening day to set them ahead of the Pirates for good in that game. And so everyone immediately was like, whoa, who's this guy? Now he's done all of this different stuff. The three home runs against the Pirates the other day that sparked even more controversy in that wonderful rivalry that's got everyone in Cincinnati remembering how much they just really love the city of Pittsburgh. And then overall, he's an interesting guy because there's a lot of folks that are putting him in the same vein as Todd Frazier and uh, Scooter Jeanette, who's still on the team, obviously, but those guys that have become fan favorites overnight that now everyone's just like, oh man, he is my favorite red. And it's all because of different little things like that. And for a minute there, I think it's back to normal real quick. I know I've been yammering on about him for a second here, but for a minute, he had as many home runs as any other hit. Like I think he had, uh, 34 hits and 17 of them were home runs it was just crazy. that's crazy yeah that is crazy uh well he had a, he's had a couple of three homer games this year hasn't he just the one but he does just have a, a couple of multiple multiple okay well i know um if he stays hot like that and if the if the reds if the reds continue to be in in fifth place he'll probably be somebody that i'm sure they're going to shop to a lot of teams He's got, um, he's got value because he's actually got team control for one more year as well. See, I in I in a previous episode, I I I made the argument that if the Cardinals find themselves in third or fourth place, you know, and way out because you know there's there's only the one trade deadline this year. Right. There's no waiver trade deadline, none of that business. I think you'd see Marcelo Zuna on the block if that was the case. I don't think it will be, but if it was, because he's a rental. You know, he's going to be gone at the end of the year anyway. Apparently, he figured out how to hit in St. Louis and has been fantastic. Um, so we'll have to see. What about Joey Votto? Joey Votto's been with the team for a long time now. Uh, he's kind of the elder statesman. And uh, the dude knows how to hit. Him and him and Paul Goldschmidt, very comparable players. I know, uh, of course, Votto a little bit older, but how's Joey doing so far? Well, he, he definitely had his trademark slow start, so much so that it was starting to get the folks who watch him every day kind of starting to worry. And in years past, he's had, you know, last year was a down year power-wise, but he still had the on-base numbers. Well, this year, the on-base numbers were starting to come down too. So everyone was starting to believe that maybe age was setting in. And then all of a sudden he went on like an eight-game hitting streak. He's been on base in the last 14 or 15 games, something like that. And he's back to being close to Joey Votto. I don't know that we'll ever see him be the level that he was in 2017 when he was fighting for an MVP spot despite the Reds being completely out of anything. 
But I think that, and, and I've said this on previous podcasts before, that he could be a Todd Helton type. He could be the kind of guy that hits around 300, gets on base around 40% of the time, but maybe only hits 12 homers a year, maybe 15, something like that. But you're totally okay with that because the Reds have already cast him as the number two hitter. They want him to be a catalyst, and he's starting to actually be that catalyst. He was a big reason why the Reds were struggling to score runs early. Well, if he's hot, then uh, and you keep Derek Dietrich going, I believe the the Reds will probably end up in a pretty good spot. You know, I don't know that they'll win the division. I don't know that they'll make the playoffs. You don't know with the way the National League's going. What I can tell you, though, is I feel like the Pirates are ultimately destined for last place. They've got a negative 68 run differential, or at least the last time I looked, they did. And uh, it seems to me they're going nowhere pretty quickly. Yeah, they're right so, now the opposite of the Reds as far as the whole Pythagorean win-loss thing goes. Yeah, I see. I wish I wish we could all be like the Twins with 109 run oh, run differential. Goodness. Those guys are nuts. All right, well, um, re- one last quick thing. During this game later on today, what should Cardinals fans be looking out for with the Reds? Like, what are some of the weaknesses? What are some of the strengths? I tell you one guy that if I were a Cardinal fan, I'd be interested to watch. Um, it's a little bit biased, I know, but I would be interested to watch Nixon Zell. Nixon Zell is a rookie. He's only played for one calendar month, Major League Baseball, but he has really smart at bats. He doesn't swing in a lot of bad pitches. He does have a little bit of a higher strikeout rate than you would expect uh, for a guy that you label as a smart hitter. But it's starting to come down, and he's starting to make a lot of good contact. And there's advanced metrics and all this other stuff that say that he's looking pretty well. Um, and on the downside, I would almost, if if I were a Cardinal fan and I saw Rysel Iglesias coming out of the bullpen, I'd be excited. Years past, you wouldn't say that. Years past, you you know that Rysel Iglesias is going to give you a, a rough inning if you're a hitter. This year, he's been all over the place. He's been completely unpredictable. He's kind of fell victim to that star relief pitcher having a mediocre season. And right now, it's got Reds fans kind of wondering if Rysel Iglesias is the guy that you want coming out of the bullpen or Amir Garrett, who Amir Garrett is just setting the world on fire out of the bullpen right now. So that, that that's probably what I would be looking for in the Cardinals. If I were a Cardinals fan watching the Reds, how about uh, vice versa? If I'm a Reds fan, what am I looking for from the Cardinals? You're, you're looking to see if Paul Goldschmidt stays hot because as, as Goldie goes, so the lineup goes, uh, if he's hot and he's hitting things uh, like he has been as of late, the rest of the lineup wakes up. Uh, pretty quickly. I'd also keep an eye on uh, uh, Matt Wieters filling in for Yachty uh, while Yachty's on the IL. Uh, one thing the Cardinals are very fortunate about is their backup catcher is also a former all-star catcher, right. which not a lot of teams can say. Uh, and then the guy backing up Wieters is actually uh, probably the catcher of the future for St. Louis, a fellow named Andrew. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember how to pronounce his name. Kisner. Keep wanting to say Kinzer, but it's Kisner, Andrew Kisner, and uh, he just got the call up, and uh, he's he's kind of turning some heads, and will, uh, will likely be uh, the guy to step in for Yachty once Yachty decides to hang it up. Uh, and the last one, Colton Wong, 
I, I don't know what's going on with the guy, but if he doesn't win a gold glove this year, I think there might be a riot. Nice. The guy has just been fantastic at second base. The offense has slowed down a little bit, but I mean, like if you watch, well, I don't know why you would have watched it, but if you watch the uh, Cardinals Cubs game on Sunday, he caught this Anthony Renzo line drive that was just fan- like you just saw that ball going. You knew it was going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. You knew the Cubs were about to tie it up. No, nope. Colton Wong said, "No, nah, I got a black hole for a glove, bro. Come here." <laughs> and that was that. It was awesome. So, uh, Jeff, before we let you go, we like to do something here called uh, trivia impossible, which we need to get some music. There we go. All right. We all heard of the triple play. But in what game did the quadruple play take place in? Do you know? Oh my. I do not know the answer to this one. Well, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow's episode because uh, I try to give people on Twitter a chance to win the no prize. Okay. In order to do that. Yeah, the quadruple play is a real thing. Quadruple doesn't make play. doesn't make sense. <laughs> so uh, that would be that would definitely the, the strikeout catcher drops it and then they go around the diamond. Something like that. What I'm reading uh. is that only the first three outs were counted. <laughs> so that's probably that's probably what it was a drop third strike. So that's um, you know and they got that guy and they just went around the horn and there you go. Wow. Except, of course, there's not four outs in baseball. But, yeah, a quadruple play. How if about... someone can tell me when that happened, I tell you what, if someone can tell me when it happened, the inning it happened in, and what the game was, I'll give them a triple no prize, in which means I don't have to send them anything. But they get bragging <laughs> rights. They get lots of bragging rights. Uh, Jeff Carr, he's part of the uh, Locked on Reds podcast, and it's a really good one to listen to. Uh Jeff, it does a great job with it, so you got to check it out. And you got all kinds of guys on all the time. You got on more guests than I do. I need to get more guests and follow your lead. Um, but yeah, you can find him in all the different places you can find us: Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, I think all you got to say is, you know, however you launch your keyword stuff is listen to podcasts, Locked On Reds, and and you're and you're off to the races with that. Jeff, uh, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us tonight, man. Hey, appreciate you having me on, Moose. All right, uh, you drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out. And that's a wrap. Cool. Awesome. I love this little machine. It lets me just do the whole thing live with all that stuff. That's what's up. Mm. That's that's one thing I'm going to have to work towards for sure. Dude, I, could, I, I want it. I couldn't. I, my wife wouldn't let me buy this. <laughs> <laughs> that's we, I, When I saw that on Amazon, I was like, ooh, yeah. I don't know about my wife either. <laughs> Well, we're, we're in the middle of buying this house. and uh... That'll wrap us up for this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. As a reminder, subscribe to the podcast on all your major podcasting platforms. Check us out on social media at Locked on Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Go on over to LockedOnReds.com for even more content. And don't forget the Locked on Reds line. I know I teased earlier in the podcast that there would be a question of the week. Here's your question. I want you to answer for me. What is the one red that you just feel you don't want to see traded? Who is the one guy that come the trade deadline you will be the most disappointed? And I understand, you know, probably Joey Votto, uh, 
most likely he's not going to get traded. So maybe don't say Joey Vado, don't say Luis Castillo. I really don't see those guys getting traded. I really don't see them trading Nick Senzel. Leave out those top three. Who is the player that you would be most disappointed to see the Reds trade? That's 513-549-0159. I want to hear from you guys. Let me know. Call me up. Some of the good answers are going to be played on the podcast. 513-549-0159. But that's a wrap for Tuesday. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. We'll recap the first game of the Reds and Cardinals series. And I know I was a little down. Maybe, I mean, I was realistic, but maybe even sounded a little pessimistic to you on Monday's episode. I've got some optimistic takes on Wednesday for you. Stay tuned. I'll talk to you guys then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.